0: the third part key point number three is this the gospel is sufficient to forgive our sin the gospel is sufficient to forgive us of our sin let's pick back up verse 17 now it happened on a certain day as Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee Judea and Jerusalem Notice he skips over to Samaria, nobody from Samaria. They, even if they did, they wouldn't admit it, right? Uh, so, and by the way, the Pharisees, wouldn't, they wouldn't come out. Of, the Pharisees are not going to live in Samaria. So Pharisees and teachers are only going to be in Galilee, Judea, or Jerusalem. And look at this. I don't want us to miss this. This is so good. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We might be tempted again to just skip right through that. And it's hard to explain this unless you've experienced it. But Luke is writing here and he's saying, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Who's he talking about? The Pharisees, the scribes. There were, in other words, what he's saying, he says the power of the Lord was, was, was present to heal them. There was something special about this day. There was a move of God that was unique. There was the Spirit was moving in such a way and Jesus' words were just penetrating and there was something so significant and special about this occasion on this particular day. There was an excitement about the ministry of Jesus. There was an excitement in the air. There was something about the environment that everybody that was there was just just excited to see what was going on. And it made this moment stand out. And Luke is reminding us the power of the Lord was there. There was something unique about this day. And then we pick back up. Verse 18, Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Now, let's pause there for a minute. What in the world would cause someone to say your sins are forgiven because of someone else's faith? This is so important for us, right? I mean, this is somebody else's faith and your sins are forgiven. Why does that happen? Why is that important? Why does this... I think this is a great example of faithful prayers of the saints. I think it's so important for us as believers to continually never give up in our prayers for those who need Christ. For those who need that atonement to have their heart revealed. We never give up. We never stop praying for them. We pray for them continually. Who are you praying for? Don't give up. Keep praying for them. Do everything that you can. Dig a hole through the roof if you need to, right? You do everything that you can to keep praying for them, keep praying for them, keep praying for them. Because there will come a day when they are met before Jesus and then Jesus has the ability to do what? Your sins are forgiven. Our role is to be like the friends who just simply have enough faith to not give up in our prayers and our efforts for those around us. We keep praying for them and we do everything within our power that's possible for us to bring them before the Lord. Your faithful prayers can make the difference for someone. Let's continue, verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies who can forgive sins but God alone you know what they had their theology right (laughs) their theology was spot on they're right who can forgive sins but God yep you're exactly right you're you're right on target here where did they fail you know if they're going only God can forgive sin they weren't picking up on the fact that Jesus is God they weren't picking up on it. I mean, the sign, it's all right there. Everything's happening right in front of them. If only God can do this, then what? He must be God. <laughs> they, just, they just weren't picking up on how obvious it was. Then let's keep reading. Look, verse 22, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately, he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house glorifying God and they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying we have seen strange things today I love that (laughs) we have seen some strange things what this was an exciting day right there was something unique about it Luke has already told us that. There was a move of God that's hard to describe unless you've experienced it. There was just excitement in the air. And at the end of the day, when Jesus heals this guy, everybody's like, we saw some strange stuff today. Jesus did some crazy things. His teaching was phenomenal. So what have we learned? The gospel exposes the sin of our hearts. The gospel cleanses our hearts. And then the gospel forgives us of our sins. You you might expect the Pharisees to do what? You might expect the Pharisees to say something like this. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. They just saw a man who was forgiven of his sins. And then we saw Jesus then turn around and tell him to get up and walk. And he did it. Clearly making the connection that he is God. And then you would expect the Pharisees to do what? Depart from me. I am sinful. Maybe they could have responded this way. Maybe they should have said, forgive me, for my heart has been revealed. But we don't see that. That's not what the Pharisees do.